And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Steve Colburn. Steve, what kind of technology do these implants possess? Are we at a point now where we can do the same thing? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think that uh, it's possible that the military behind closed doors or the military industrial complex has some some of the same technology, but um, it's well beyond uh, civilian uh, technology at this point. I'm quite sure of that. Do you remember being taken aboard a craft? Oh, yeah, several times. I, I remembered um, uh, consciously um, a couple of times and under, under regressive hypnosis uh, several other times. Were there other people up there with you? Yeah. Um, I remember um, one of the first regressions I had, I remember um, um, that um, I was on board a lar- very large UFO, and there were um, there were hundreds of people that they had just abducted from the L.A. area. Um, they abducted me from um, uh, a highway in the desert, Highway 40, um, in 1989, and um, uh, I remembered uh, under regression that they had uh, they had a, a huge room with uh, hundreds of people on, on cots that there were... Um, doing medical procedures and sample removal from. It's kind of a disturbing memory, actually. How did you stumble across Dr. Roger Lear? Well, um, um, it was a synchronicity or um, uh, by design, probably by design, but um, I worked only a few uh, blocks from where he worked in Camarillo, California. Yeah. And um, I'd followed his research for a long time and thought it would be neat to to, um, be involved in it. And then... um, when they put the implant in my toe, I had a perfect uh, opportunity to go see him. I went to see him uh, perform a surgery on a lady's cheek in her face. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And uh, the thing was just moving all over the place. I'm not sure he was ever able to get it. Did it look like it was moving in response to um, a magnetic field on the instrument he was using to take it out? Yes. It was, ex- on its own? It, was it was moving on its own, but to try to get well, away from him. It's, yeah, that, that's it's like that's it had a brain. That, uh, that, uh, Willie has. Let's go to the phones. You ready? John, truck yeah, driving ready. in Ohio, to get us started. Hey, John, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hi, George. I, I got a question. I got two questions. Really, sure. The first one, do you think the government's involved with these people? Because I've heard that they have a list of people that are abducted. I'm wondering if you know if you're on that. Or they, they take these people and they have an agreement with them for technology, and the only thing is they want them to tell them who they're taking, and, and they have a list of people. And my second thing is more curious, these hybrids that you talk about, I've heard people on the program say they've seen people that don't act normal, they, they seem weird, and they, they're alien-looking. I mean, with these hybrids, do they yeah. when they release them, do they look like us, or do they do they even have human relationships where they get married or maybe reproduce with us. And are they here, Stephen? They're definitely here. They can definitely reproduce with normal humans. Uh, in fact, the later stages of the breeding program, they were mating um, uh, abductees with um, with hybrids to fine-tune what they wanted. Um, it's At that stage, it's easier to do that than genetic engineering. And what, uh, engineering is too coarse of a of a tool, so to speak. And what about yeah. the government? Do they have a list of abductees? Do they keep track oh, of you? Absolutely. The aliens have not given them the entire list, uh, reportedly. But uh, that report uh, that um, that the caller mentioned is is true. I mean, they have a treaty with the aliens, and um, the treaty states that uh, they will the government will give an alien technology in exchange for allowing them to abduct our people, and. Um, um, 
they, the only requirement was that the aliens uh, give them a list of people that they're abducting. Before you came on the program, one of my introduction stories uh, right before you had to do with a study, a governmental study, that claims that it's very possible that there are ET craft in our atmosphere and above our planet sending little probes all over the place. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, that's that report is definitely true also. Uh, I've seen a few. Um, they have... Uh, they're, the probes are spherical or various sizes. They have they have them down to the size of a marble and up to the size of a uh, basketball, or there, there may there may even be one larger size than that. Um, and um, they have a network of these probes all over the planet, maybe all over the solar system, relaying uh, uh, data back to them. East of the Rockies, AC is with us in Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, AC. Hello, George. Hello, Steve. Hi there. I got a couple Hi. questions here. Uh, First of all, uh, Steve, are you sure you want to remain an operative of these aliens since they put in these implants without your knowledge or initial approval? And since you said you don't know what you would have been like before the abduction? Well, I mean, this is not it's not subject to um, to your approval. I mean, if they want you they're they're going to have your your services. I mean, um, I couldn't. You couldn't reject them. I couldn't get out of this if I wanted to, and I I don't want to at this point. That's what's been going on too long. I mean, they're a part of my life. So you're glad it's happening to you? I don't know if I'm glad, but it's like better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I mean, I I would rather just keep on going the way I'm going than um, than, uh, try to change it at this late date. Did, Did they ever threaten you in any way? Yeah, um, actually, uh, when I was a kid, um, I uh, I tried to fight back, and uh, I remember trying to fight back and seriously injured one of them, and they threatened me at that point. Oh, gee, what'd you do to them? Like punch him out or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Corn- pretty fragile too. Cornelius is with us in Louisiana. Hello there, Mr. White. Hey, <laughs> George and Steve and our beautiful Gina. I see you giving Tommy the night off and everything. Tommy, a little break for this week. Well, that's good. George, I know you're a believing man, and um, we need to pray for our people in Mississippi and Alabama just oh, had horrible. shot to death. Yeah. And we need to pray for uh, Huntsville, Alabama. They lost a police officer in a conflict and stuff, and those poor people in Nashville. Now, Steve, my question for you, because uh, they call me the God Guns and Beans Man and the Bible Bullets, I mean, God Guns and Gold, Bible Bullets and Beans Man. I'm more of a biblical man like Dr. David Jacobs. He says that these are fallen angels, and what you've been battling is the devil himself. So for my question for you is this. Do you think that these aliens are really fallen angels just disguised as aliens? And don't be a part of their agenda. Dr. David Jacobs said if you use the name of Jesus Christ, that these aliens will just totally disappear. So I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but God bless you, George and Gina, and all the coast-to-coast listeners and callers. All right, Cornelius, thanks. Well, I've learned the hard way that that, that highly religious people are often not too friendly um, to uh, me, but um, or abductees in general. But um, and it's interesting that um, a lot of um, a lot of experiencers are uh, also um, survivalist type of people and very very conservative in mindset. Um, I wouldn't have thought that uh, otherwise, but um, 
That's been my experience. What, um, what about the fallen and, angel uh, portion? I, no, I, no I, I don't think that they disappear if you use the name of Jesus, and I don't think they're fallen angels. I think they're they're what they appear to be. They're um, advanced aliens coming from um, several solar systems within 100 light years of here, and um, they're neither they're neither extremely good space brothers that are out to help us, and neither are they scum sucking evil. They're they're here with a job to do, and they want to save the planet and. Um, save the planet from us, uh, pretty much, and, and also utilize resources that they need. Let's go to UFO Jim in Canyon Country, California. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, George. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you, sir. I just have one quick question for you, Steve. Uh, the 10-foot mantises, are they good or bad, do you think? The 10-foot praying mantises. I think they're, I think they're a class of gray. I think they're the, they're the, head, um, the head class of grays. The grays are kind of a a cast uh, species. There's workers and um, what, I, what I call scientist engineers guys, and then the manis class, and the manis class are the rulers, and um, the scientist engineer guys are, are um, the manis are, are pretty tall, like up to seven feet tall a lot of times, or maybe some, maybe taller with some species of grays, and the scientist engineer guys are about uh, four and a half to five and a half feet tall, and then the workers are much smaller, uh, three and a half to four and a half feet tall. And um, there seems to be a, a division based on uh, size. And um, the, the larger ones are more intelligent and have more autonomy and more individuality. But the the, the manises, I don't think, are a separate race. They're the, the ruling class of the gray species. Are the ETs ever keeping humans and not returning them? Yes. Oh, geez. Um. How's that happening? Well, there's there's reported human mutilations. Um, what are they uh, doing with the humans? Eating them? The cook? Uh, they use them. They use them for uh, parts for um, um, the uh, incubators they use to um, uh, grow um, uh, hybrids and other grays. Um, and um, the, they do the same thing with humans that sometimes they do with uh, cattle. Um, they need the blood mainly for um, uh, these devices, and um, um, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I did not know they were using humans. Yeah, they 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 take uh, only people that uh, they, they that uh, they think are not valuable, um, homeless people, and people that are tearing up the rainforest, and um, <clears throat> third world people, and in this country, um, homeless people that nobody will miss. Next up, we go to Dylan in Jenison, Michigan, first-time caller. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dylan. Hello, George. Um, hello, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Um, I got uh, one question, but real quick, I want to say, um, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual believer in Jesus Christ, and, um, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but Jesus said that, you know, I have many different flocks, so, you know, um, I don't understand, you know, like you could be a believer in aliens and still be a Christian, you know, in my book. But of course. my question is, um, uh, do you know or have you heard of any way to get in contact with aliens, you know, whether it's good or bad, or would it, would it be something that you would recommend that people just not do? Well, you're uh, you're in contact with them right now. I, I have reason to believe that they monitor me 24-7. Um so uh, they're they're hearing this right now, um, and um, yeah, you can get in contact with them just by uh, by thinking about it. Um, they're telepathic, and um, 
if they're interested in what you have to say or what you propose, they may show up. They may show up. Not always. It's not a sure thing, is it? No, it's definitely not a sure thing. Uh, they um, they have their own agenda, and, and um, they don't consider most humans a real high priority. Um, but um, if they're interested in you, they'll, and, uh, they'll, they, they can definitely hear you, and they could show up. Stephen, hundreds of thousands of humans disappear from this planet every year. They're just gone, vanished. Poof. Might they be taken? Uh, yes. Um, yes, part of, part, of, part of that is alien uh, abduction, and they're not returned. They call them class zero abductees. Um, I think the reptilians do more of that than the greys, though. What do they do with all these humans? I mean, you mentioned well, some things earlier. Reptilians actually eat, eat people. Um, and uh, the greys, I think, may be uh, taking people back to their home planet to um, act as laborers and... Um, some of them are um, uh, the ones that are that they consider not valuable or uh, just taken apart for parts. Do you imagine how horrible it must be for that human who gets abducted and is never brought back? Well, I don't think they feel a thing. I, don't, I mean, I don't think that they're um, aware of what's going on. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing. Let's go next to Lori in Chicago. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lori, go ahead. Glad to see you at the event, however briefly it was. That's right. And hi, Stephen. I got a very interesting question for you to speculate. Um, Do we know the heaviness of what a person from here would be, how much we would weigh on Mars? If I weigh 190 here... How much would I weigh on Mars? And if you can speculate that, are there people that are walking around there relatively like two or three feet in size, where we are five, six feet in size, walking around there with a big, a big population like ours? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um... But uh, in, on there, Mars, the the, the, wave, the wave's an easy question. Population to like ours, only relative to the gravity on Earth, they would be relatively the size that the gravity would pull them down the same way the gravity on Earth pulls us down. What about the weight the, question, Stephen? I think she would weigh Mars less is, on uh, Mars, right? Lower. I mean, it's it's point three eight gs. So it's thirty eight percent out of Earth. So. You'd, if you were a 200-pound person, you'd weigh about uh, you'd weigh about 76 pounds on uh, on Mars. Um, I would think that the uh, the lower gravity would make people grow a little bit taller, if anything. What an interesting diet, the Mars diet. Just go there and lose <laughs> weight, huh? Yeah. Carlos in Miami, east of the Rockies. Hey, Carlos, go ahead. Uh, good morning, George. Uh, hi, Stephen. Uh, nice talking to you guys. Thank Hi. you for taking my call. Uh, I have a question regarding the uh, uh, Black Knight. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, emitting some message, and it says it comes from Zeta Reticuli. Uh, do you know anything about that? Have they disclosed anything to you, Stephen, about that? And then the other, I have mm. another a question, uh, which would be the follow-up question, is do you know if they're robotic or they're organic, and then what's their lifespan? 
Um, the the Black Knight, um, they they just they just mentioned to me, uh, as I recall, that uh, it's an ancient uh, satellite that's been up there for thousands of years. A long they, time. They may have put it there. May have put there. Put it there when they first started arriving on Earth. Um, they've told the government that they've been coming here for about ten thousand years, um, and um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's some sort of a communication satellite. But I don't know the details. But I've I've, def- I've definitely seen pictures of the Black Knight and. Um, I think that uh, that um, Clyde Tombaugh, uh, the discoverer of Pluto, um, uh, first discovered it uh, during a secret government project that he was working on back in the 50s. Um, he, he publicly stated that there were there were moons that were in orbit about 500 miles up, and I think he was detecting um, that Black Knight satellite and maybe some others like it and ray motherships. I know they they orbited about that altitude; they're about a mile in diameter, spherical, and. Um, um, what was your second question, Carlos? The other question was: Are they robotic, or are they like the the aliens that abducted you? Are they robotic or organic? And then uh, uh, they're organic. Um, they're organic. They're genetically engineered um, humanoids. They've utilized uh, genetic engineering um, for so long and used technology in general for so long that it's changed their uh, genetic makeup. They've been exposed to a lot of radiation. They're very resistant to radiation, too, by the way. Could they be cyborgs, part human? And, um, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. They, they, they use implants on themselves, too. But uh, they're not really they're not really too into straight-out robots. Uh, robots are much more expensive, and it's just, it's just easier for them to use genetic engineering techniques to uh, grow the beings that they want rather than make them uh, by straight uh, robotics. How many different types of species have you come across? Uh, I remember um, uh, coming across uh, three different species, the tall whites, uh, the, the tan grays that are on the cover of Willie Strieber's book, and um, uh, the short grays that most people report. And what about the reptilians? I don't remember any reptilians, but I think I've probably seen them because I've I've been obsessed with reptiles all my life. Stay away from them. But we're going to come back in a moment, Steve, and take final calls with you in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. Steve Colburn with us. Mars and aliens coming up. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Steve Colburn as we are talking about alien abductions and what has been happening to him. And this continues to happen, Stephen, and there's nothing you can do about it, is there? No, no, I, I don't think there is. Um, like I said, I'm not not sure I'd want to at this late date, if I, if it, even if I could. Oh, absolutely. It's been going on all my life. Let's take some final calls for you. Let's go next up to Peter in Seattle. Welcome to the show. Hey, Peter, thanks for calling. Hi, George. Hi there. Um, I had just a quick question. Uh, I was wondering, how was... Uh, did you find the implant in your uh, in your neck? And um, what was what what was the final determination that made you think that it was an implant and just not like a cartilage or something like that? Good question, Stephen. Well, it does. Uh, it sets off a stud finder big time. Um, Doctor Lear uh, first found it um, examining me, and um, it. Um, uh, Showed up on the on the X-ray too. Um, it's it's hard to see, but uh, there's definitely something there. And um, uh, my own memories and other uh, experience reports indicate that it's a it's an implant that's um, connected to your spine that allows them to uh, to shut you down if you're misbehaving aboard ship. Are they still putting newer implants in you, Steve, or is that it? I think that's it. 
um, the implant in my toe was the first one they'd put in me in years. Um, and um, they usually finish implanting people uh, fairly early on. Why put an implant in a toe? What does that do? I think it was a device to um, relay um, physiological information, blood oxygenation, um, body position, um, uh, general state of health, uh, body temperature, that sort of thing. And and, uh, Dr. Koontz that uh, uh, worked with us on on the project for a time thought that that it might act as a a room bug to, to pick up airborne sounds. That could be. Indeed. Peter, thank you. Appreciate your question. Next up, we've got Ed, Charlotte, North Carolina, east of the Rockies. Hey, Eddie, go ahead. Hey, thank you, George. Sure thing. Uh, I got a, sub, a couple of quick questions. One, how does how do they solve the oxygenation problem? Like if you go on a ship and you go somewhere, how do they, how do they have the perfect oxygen um, atmosphere for you? Second, are any of these people identified as, like, Anunnaki, and how long do each of them live, roughly? Um, well, the Greys uh, reportedly live uh, several hundred years. Uh, I think 400 years is about their average lifespan. That's what I remember. Um, and um, I don't remember seeing any Anunnaki. Um, I think that the Anunnaki exists, but uh, I've never I've never seen any. I think that the, they may be one and the same with some of the... Um, uh, Nephilim um, and uh, some of the uh, the beings that uh, had the large skulls that uh, they found in Peru and in the Middle East. Okay, thanks, Ed. Appreciate your being part of the program, Stephen. Since the, the religion thing has come up, the spiritual thing has come up. What about the demonic forces that are out there? What do you think? Well, I believe they exist. I, I consider myself a Christian, and I definitely believe in demons and angels and uh, um, heaven and hell and God and the devil and all that. I believe that the Bible is uh, mainly correct. Let's go to Chris in Milwaukee. Take it away, Chris. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Uh, first of all, more George Harrison bumper music. Love it. Thank you. you. Love that stuff. Great. <laughs> Anyways, I'll try to be quick. Uh, one question with like three points under it. Uh, just my question really is, I guess for me, um, if an alien species is sufficiently like technologically advanced to travel from like Zeta Reticuli or from these places that are light years and light years and light years away, I, for me, Hello? the problem becomes resource extraction. Why would they need to do that? And wouldn't the expenditure of resources to get here be prohibitive for them to bring it back to their own home planet? Two, uh, it feels like if they're going to, if they need our DNA, they should be able to extract like some DNA from us and then just synthesize it. Like why the continuous of multiple, multiple, multiple people? And then, um, you know, finally three, if they do really need our resources and that's their motivation, they should have sufficient technology to simply like do a wholesale like takeover of Earth versus this cloak and dagger stuff that to me really just doesn't make any sense. Well, they're not allowed to just do anything they want down here. They're um, they're subject to the will of um, other powerful alien species. They wouldn't be allowed to do even this much if it weren't for the fact that our government's given them permission. Um, that's that's huge with uh, the alien council, apparently, uh, if they have permission from the local government to do what they're doing. And um, as far as um, uh, why they come here and the resources and everything, um, 
we're talking about a species that's at least 100,000 years in advance of, our, of, of us, and space travel is cheap to them. Um, they use huge ships, and um, um, it's it's definitely nowhere near prohibitively, prohibitively expensive to come here. Stephen, do you think they seeded us? I think that they. I don't think they seeded us, but I think that they have um, genetically modified us at various uh, stages of our development. Um, I think that um, the Anunnaki may have seeded us. It could be. Let's go to North Vancouver, Canada. Mike's with us now. Hey, Michael, go ahead. Hi, George. How you doing? Good, Mike. Thanks. And you too, Steve. Good to, good that you're addressing this. Uh, I do have a couple of points and a couple of questions that are quick. Uh, yes, they are harming us, and I, but I do agree with you. Uh, they follow lines with their abductions. My mother was in the Navy, so, uh, and there was a woman on George last Saturday about the uh, Habana attack when she opened her mouth about the COVID when they started investigating and saying, hey, what's going on here? My mother stood up against the polio injections in 61, and uh, she was under attack for that. And I think they had the Habana syndrome in use then because she was getting leg cramps, and I'm getting the same leg cramps, and Mm. I told everybody not to take the COVID injections. Oh, and one question for you. Do you think that your headaches were caused by Habana syndrome and not the implants. Can you... Uh... And you've heard of the syndrome, haven't you, Steve? I'm not familiar with that, uh, but um, I do think that the, the, the headaches are caused by um, uh, by the implants. I think it's a side effect of a brain implant. Yeah, the Havana syndrome is... They want. People in our embassies have been getting sick, and they think they're being bombarded by some kind of microwaving. Oh, um yeah, I, I suppose it's possible uh, if Havana syndrome is caused by microwaves, it's possible that uh, it's partly that because um, these UFOs give off uh, a lot of microwave radiation and x-rays. In fact, they told me at a young age to take a lot of vitamins because we're exposed to a lot of radiation on these abductions. Gordon, Plant City, Florida. Gordy, go ahead. Yeah, George and Stephen, I, I want to run a theory by that I got from my very good friend Kevin Montague, who wrote The Master's Key About Cancer but he was also a two-time near-death experiencer, and I would like for you to have him back on. You know, he's struggling right now, but uh, his theory is, and he's visited Jesus twice face-to-face, and Kevin says that there are fallen angels, and he's encountered one of those demons, but he says there's a lot of species of aliens that are neither angels nor demons, and the name of Jesus and fasting and praying might actually help uh, in in Stephen's case. Uh, I'm not sure if your doctor, uh, Stephen Colburn, I couldn't find that for sure, but I wanted to uh, run by the theory that, yes, there are fallen angels, but but George kind of beat me to it earlier, and you did too. But I wanted to run the theory by that I got from Kevin Montague, who, by the way, should be back on, hint, hint, um, that there are both fallen angels, um, good angels, fallen um, bad aliens and good aliens, and that there's a whole bunch, probably probably more aliens, I think, than there are angels. I'm just not sure, but there's actually both of you guys and, and uh, my friend in Louisiana um, – of Cornelius is right, but that there's more to it than what he says. And I want to weigh in on that and find out what you think. Well, a classified government report um, that was leaked to the press a while back um, said that uh, the government thought there were 18 different um, alien species visiting the Earth. Um, and undoubtedly, there's That's hundreds or thousands more um, space travel capable species uh, in this galaxy. So um, that's a lot of aliens. 
It sure is. It sure is. And I think there are a mixture of fallen angels and ETs, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. You don't have a website, Steve, do you? I I, I do kind of believe that the reptilians may be, um, some of the reptilians at least, may be controlled by fallen angels. First time caller, Doug, in Tennessee. Take it away, Douglas. Thanks again, George, for having me on, Steve. It's an honor. Um, My question, well, not really a question. It's more like my theory. Uh, Back to the whole NASA not really releasing much information. Now, it's my theory that the government put, like, these movies and everything and how realistic they are at some points. What are the odds that the government's actually putting some factual pieces to see how the people would respond if they were to come out with information? That's definitely true in my in my um, opinion. I mean, they they definitely have had a lot of influence over these movies, and um, I kind of think after uh, remembering all this that um, that uh, most science fiction is based on abductee reports. I just don't, simply don't think Hollywood is that creative. Um, and shows like Star Trek are pretty close to the truth. I mean, space is a pretty crowded place. There's a lot of aliens out there. Did Dr. Lear know about all your implants, or did you discover some of them after he passed away? We discovered them uh, together, so he knew about them. So you have how many? I have um, four that I know of um, that are still in there. And they're still in. There may still be a piece of the toe implant in my toe. It broke into several pieces when uh, he removed it. What are the possibilities that they'll still implant you with more? The probability is uh, is uh, pretty high, I guess, but um, it's not something they do frequently. Stephen, uh, you don't have a website. Do you give out an email address or anything like that for people who might want to contact you? Um, yeah, you can contact me through um, uh, my uh, work email, um, Steve at NeutronStarNanotechTech.com. And um, my cell phone number, if you want to make an appointment to, um, uh, if you have information for me, if you have, or if you want to make an appointment to get a scan for um, alien implants and recent alien contact is uh, 805-625-2549. Again, that's 805-625-2549. Super. Steve, thanks for being on the program and take care of yourself. And uh, we'll be talking about aliens just about all week long here on Coast to Coast AM. It's been a tough week for a lot of people, right, even though it's only Tuesday and the Wednesday. So here's something for you to sit back, enjoy, and uh, bring a little chuckle to your life. Hey, Mark, excuse me. I'm on my way to 3768. Kind of got hung up. It's raining out here. I'm on my way into Dallas. Uh, Jerry's probably going to be calling you to find out uh, where I'm at if he can't get a hold of me, I'm sure. So I thought, whoa, whoa. Man, I just had a wreck right in front of me. This guy ran a red light and hit... uh, Hit four old ladies in a in an Impala. Just kind of clipped them, turned them around right in front of me. Man, that was close. Oh, now this guy's getting out of his car. Got a he got a white shirt on with a tie and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's throwing his hands up in the air like he like like it was their fault. Oh, hold on, hold on. He's going over their window. She's rolling down the window. Oh man, she, I think she sprayed him with pepper spray, man. He's holding his he's holding his face and he's on his knee. She's getting out. She's beating him with an umbrella. <laughs> the other women are getting out too. <laughs>
doesn't know that it's a little woman who looks like Mother Goose. <laughs> she's got, oh, she beaned him. She beaned him. She's got this you big bag. <laughs> she's got, oh, she beaned him. She beaned him. She's got this you big bag. It's huge. It's about the size of her. She's about four foot nothing. She hit him over the head. Everything went all over the place. Her Bible fell. She just hit him in the head with a Bible. <laughs> she picked this Bible up and she lifted it way over her head. It was, it was a hardback NVI version. <laughs> oh, they're still beating the out of this guy. Uh, she picked this Bible up and raised it up above her head and just beamed the guy. This guy's not getting up. Uh, they're still, oh, God, they're still hitting him. The one with the little black person still, all oh, pieces of him. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, he's up on the car. Oh. <laughs> the little woman's just beating him again with that big bag. Uh, he, he, he's running to his car. He's out of here. <laughs> a classic, isn't it? For Dan Galanti, Gina Salvati, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDesour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Benal, George Napanee, and Punnett, I'm George Norrie somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.